Welcome to Dear Runner Bod, the pod dedicated to helping you embrace your runner's body. I'm Serena Marie RD, a registered dietitian and body image coach who wants you to stop dieting and start fueling the athlete within. While I am a medical professional, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure. Now, let's start rewriting your body's story. Okay, we have a review of the week to share. Remember that you have a chance every time you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, you leave one review every week, forever and ever, you have a chance to win a free masterclass for me. I'm always creating new masterclasses. Right now you have three to choose from, ranging from hydrating long runs, body image struggles, and meal planning or meal prepping. This week's winner is Judy Luria. So Judy Luria, when you hear this pod, make sure you send me a DM or a message and let me know that you were a winner so I can send you a free masterclass of your choosing. Judy said, being a perpetual dieter, it was eye-opening to find this podcast. I am finally learning to be at peace and understanding with my body. Judy, I'm so happy you're starting to shift your perspective. Every single time somebody leaves a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, it actually helps the podcast listen, uh, podcast reach more listeners. So more people can start to find their peace and understanding with their bodies. It's exactly our goal here at Dear Runner Bod. So thank you so much for taking the time to leave this review. And I am super excited to see who's next week's winner is. This week, I'm actually interviewing one of my former clients, a graduate of Food Freedom Fit Fam, which is now called Food Freedom Runner Academy. Kaylee actually reached out to me on Instagram a few days ago. She was like, I'm such a fan of your podcast, and I think it would be really cool for you to actually interview somebody who, you's, who you've worked with so that they can share how working with you is a different experience from working with other dietitians. And obviously, um, that was like the biggest honor of my life to have her reach out like almost two years after working with her and to hear her, you know, talking about how I had made this impact and how she wanted to share her experience. So ah, very, very sweet and just really warmed my heart. But I think the other thing that's really cool about Kaylee is she is just such a magnificent athlete. And I actually want to share a little bit about Kaylee with you. She is a full-time business professional, a run coach, and a runner herself, and a graduate of Food Freedom Fit Fam, now called Food Freedom Runner Academy. Born and raised outside of Philadelphia, she now lives in Colorado. Kaylee went through the program in 2022 in between marathon cycles, and Food Freedom Fit Fam helped her to implement the knowledge of sports nutrition after years of restriction, reshaping her mindset, and getting her through training and marathons bonk-free. Kaylee became a UESCA certified running coach late in 2022, and she coaches runners ranging from beginner to marathon, focusing on meeting athletes where they are at and helping them reach their goals. She offers customized training plans and one-on-one coaching. You can find her on Instagram at runs with K, K-A-Y, for coaching. And I am super excited for you to tune into today's episode because I bet a lot of pieces of Kaylee's story are going to resonate with you. And I think you're going to learn a lot from the little tidbits she shares about what she learned from Food Freedom Runner Academy. And you're going to kind of take away from this episode different ways for you to reframe some of your limiting beliefs so that you can start to conquer some of those beliefs that are holding you back from feeling like the athlete that you are. Let's jump into today's episode. 
another episode of Dear Runner Bod, but today is really super special because I have a food freedom athlete on the call with us. Hello, Kaylee. Welcome. Hi, Serena. How are you doing this morning? I am doing so fabulous. I haven't seen you in like two years, uh, I think. Right, a year, a year, year and change. Yeah, mm-hmm. year and change. about a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is like very exciting because I feel like I have like an old friend back <laughs> in my space. Very cool. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. And excuse, I have a little bit of allergies going on. So if you hear any, that's that's why I don't sound like this normally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's all good. Nobody, nobody knows. It is all good. Um, Okay, Kaylee. So we um, kind of met a year and change ago and we were connecting because you and I both have a shared history of being a runner, loving to run. And when you and I met a year and change ago, you were really struggling with giving yourself permission to eat like the athlete that you are are and that you were. And so I think that story um, is like a tale as old as time. And at the same time, when you're going through it, I know personally, like I felt very alone in my struggle. Like I didn't believe that other people were going through the struggle that I was going through. I felt like this like solo fish in a pond. And so I actually think it would be really, um, if you feel comfortable sharing a little bit about your story so that whoever's listening to this right now can know she is not alone in her journey of struggling with fueling like an athlete. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I started running in high school-ish. Um, it wasn't really until I got to college and I, I was a swimmer as well when I put on that freshman whatever. Um, because I wasn't at home and my mom wasn't telling me what to eat um, or giving me the guidance um, and what to eat that I, I gained weight. And then I, I really started running to lose weight. I think um, that is a story that's not uncommon. Um, that's not why we keep running, but that's a lot of times why, especially as women, why we start. Um, so I started running college, did half marathons as I graduated college, um, and I was working out a lot. Um, but I also was still struggling with the diet piece. Um, I actually did whole 30 my, right as I got out of college. And the reason I did whole 30 was because I had studied abroad in college. When I came back that summer, I had a lot of stomach issues. Um, so I thought, okay, let's, you know, let's dive in here. And what whole 30 did was it really led to a lot of restrictive um, eating patterns. Cause I didn't see it through, you know, I did the 30 days. I'm like, wow, I feel great. Um, but I remember my mom kind of pulling me aside and saying, Hey, you know, if you're going to work out this much, if you're going to run this much, you, you need to figure out your, your nutrition because you're probably putting your, your body in shock. You're probably putting your body in a deficit. And the way it was kind of spun and I didn't believe this, but she was kind of like, you know, you could be holding on to extra weight and stress because you're not fueling your body correctly. Um, so I ran my first marathon in 2018. And I remember taking like those chews with me and bags and um, always just kind of running in a restricted state. Like I, you know, I would take a couple chews every five miles. Um, and I came out of that first marathon cycle um, 
I, I, I hit the wall at probably 22, 23, like most people do, and just attribute it to, oh, okay, I've only ran 20 miles. You know, it's it's absolutely, I've hit the wall, that's it. But I um, I actually missed a Boston qualifier by 30 seconds. They had oh moved the God. they had moved the standard that so it was that September of 2018 they moved the standard and I I trained all summer. My race was in October. So I was like I am dead set on, you know, getting those 30 seconds off or whatever. We all know that it usually takes more than that. There's that buffer, but um so I worked with a new, uh, with a dietitian in the winter and she gave me calorie minimums. Like she was like you need to be eating X. And I think that was kind of the first time that I knew that I, I knew what I needed to do, but it was doing that. I think because I was running so much, I like gave myself permission to, you know, on days I'm running, I can eat on rest days. I think that was something I really struggled with. I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Um, and that next you know, that next marathon cycle, similar things happened. You know, I fueled really well leading up um, to the race itself. And then, you know, I didn't carb load. I knew what carb loading was, but I was scared to. Um, And fast forward COVID, everything, um, you know, I've worked with a couple dietitians. Um, I had a couple marathons in in COVID that were postponed to 2022. Um, and then I moved to Colorado. I'm originally from Philly, but I moved to Colorado and found another dietitian to work with, um, who is a very, she's great. She's a mindful fueling dietitian. And, um, a lot of, you know, a lot of the things that Serena puts into practice, yeah, she was teaching me all of this stuff. And I, I knew I had the knowledge base. It was just, you know, giving myself the permission to do it. The week before, I think I started working with you, Serena, in the um, Freedom Food Fit Fam. I'm, I'm going to botch the name. No, it's okay. Food Freedom Fit Fam, which is now <laughs> yeah, Food Freedom food. Rudder Academy, um, which what, is okay. easier I, to remember. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and I had, you know, worked with dietitian leading up to the Shamrock Marathon. Um, everything, you know, I had the knowledge base. I kind of carb loaded, but not as much. And I bonked. I didn't hydrate. I, it was 75 degrees, humid, you know. Um, so it was after that that I, you know, entered food, feed, food freedom. Food freedom. Freedom fam. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so I've had, <laughs> so I've had, I'd had years and years of, you know, I like the nutritional science side. Um, and I knew what I needed to do. It was just getting to a point where working on my mind and my, you know, my mind body working together and not, you know, hitting pause as soon as like, oh, you know, I, you you should be eating X, Y, Z before you go out for a long run. Um, and yeah, so then I, I started the program with Serena and there were five other women. I don't remember exactly how many were in your cohort, but were, that's, that's usually – Or maybe, like, maybe there were eight of us, but um, I remember that first call, the, the body image call that comes along mm-hmm. with the program was that Monday after I raised Shamrock. There was actually another woman in that call who had also raised Shamrock, and we had kind of, you know, very different 
life experiences, I would say. We came from very what? different backgrounds. Um, and to kind of hear her, you know, we both were in the position where we did not want to look at race photos. Yeah. Um, and so as I started the program, it was at the perfect time in that I had just come off of a, a marathon cycle. I had another one coming. Um, I had the summer to kind of work on myself and, um, you know, get to where I wanted to get. And I knew, I knew I had the running base, but it was really work. And I knew I had the nutrition knowledge base, but it was really combining the two. Um, and working not so much on body positivity, but body neutrality, you know, like on a day after a long run, you're going to be bloated. You're, what you're is, putting, what is the difference there, Kaylee? Because I think that's like a term that a lot of people probably have never heard of, right? I think it's really common. Your Instagram feed, like pictures of yeah. like women posing and then like, you know, love your body no matter what. And that's like, that's like the culture. Then there's another side to accepting your body. And that's what we yes. focus on in body image coaching yes. in my program. So can you tell everyone what's the difference between shifting from body positivity to body neutrality and why was that so effective for you? Yeah. So I think body positivity is this false. I mean, great. If you can be body positive all the time, that's great for you. I, I don't have that history and I don't think I'll ever have that history and I've accepted that, but body positivity is loving your body all of the time. Um, and whereas body neutrality is ex accepting your body for what it is and what it can do. And I think, uh, there's a lot of power in that. Um, you know, you're, especially as a woman, you're not going to feel the same in your body every single day. Um, you know, depending on where you are in your cycle, depending on what you did, what you ate, like you're going to feel different and it's just kind of accepting your body for what it is and for what it can do. And I think, um, that was, that was one of my bigger takeaways early, early on in the program. Um, because I kind of think I knew, Again, it was something that I knew, but until you you hear other people talk about it and the way that different people put it, um, I think there's power in that. And you 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 realize you're not alone, you know. Yeah. Um, most people think, don't love their body all the time, you know. So right, and like marketing that and selling that is kind of like BS because yes, like you said, it's impossible, right? Like we have a cycle that's influencing our bloating. We go on long runs that cause capillary leak. We get bloated. We have poop in our colon because yeah. we're human. We, we get bloated. Yeah. Like There's so many factors impacting, you know, if you're going to look in the mirror and think, oh, this is my body day. So what do we do on those days that we're not feeling our best? Do we hate ourselves and punish ourselves, or do we just shrug our shoulders and move on and accept, okay, it's just one of those days. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that was, again, again, like light bulb moment, I think, mm -hmm. um, for me was, and I think that was early, one of the first few lessons, right? Yes. So actually, I remember who you're talking about, and I'm going to use her name just because she's done testimonial videos for me. So I know she's comfortable with me sharing, but it was Emily. And Emily, like you said, yes. she also ran Shamrock Marathon and um, she's in like a different season of life. And it was so funny because you both came to that call with the exact, and you didn't know each other, right? This was like no. early days. And you both were like, I had a great race. Um, I, I remember you ran a great time. I know you said like you didn't feel so good, but. No, I felt I ran 
the first half way faster than the second. Positive mm-hmm. splits for positive people. Um, <laughs> and I ended up like I couldn't stomach any more liquid because it was so hot. But um, yeah, and it was again looking at those. It was that it was timed so perfectly because I think it was as we were getting those marathon photo emails coming through. You know, your photos are ready, and we both kind of came to that call. And I think it was like even maybe before we started the actual program. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do remember Emily also saying something later in the program about her daughter. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember exactly how she put it, but she was kind of um, paralleling how, you know, women in their later lives versus women in their teens and um, when they haven't been exposed to as much of this like diet culture and everything and just kind of like, I think she was talking about how her daughter was saying, like, I want to eat to fuel my body. Something beautiful that was, like, the 16-year-old girl um, who, you know, has not had years of that messaging and just kind of bringing the rest of us down to earth and back to the roots of, you know, I don't know, the beauty and being human. Yeah. No, I think this is really cool because like you almost – part of like the power of the group is that you get these other perspectives that really normalize. And also sometimes like like what you're saying is like you and Emily are strangers, don't know each other, you know, race the race for completely different reasons. And you both are coming with this same exact, you know, issue, quote unquote. And I think it really just highlights like – the problem wasn't Kaylee's body looked bad in a photo. The problem wasn't Emily's body looked bad in a photo. The problem, quote unquote, is our mindset and how our thoughts around our our body and what we're expecting to see when we look in a photo and why it's causing us all this grief and disappointment if we don't see what we wanted to see, right? And right. so And so it's just kind of realizing like, oh, I don't need to work on changing my body. Like I need to work on adjusting my mindset, adjusting my thoughts so that these moments that are documenting you being a badass in a marathon aren't causing (laughs) you shame. They're causing you like, wow, okay. Like I am looking at a photo of me working really hard and what is there to – like what is there bad to say about this? Even if I don't look like – a beauty queen, like <laughs> you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, and if you do, good for you. But most people don't. Yeah, I definitely people do. Don't. That. Yes, yeah, and I think in the time since, I've no- definitely noticed, quote unquote. And I should, I should acknowledge that I am a, like a thin white woman. Like I'm in a thin body. I've been very fortunate, but um, so there is a lot that comes with that too. But I do know that there have been a lot of as of late, maybe I've just, maybe it's just the people that I've followed. And I think that's something you kind of talk about too, is um, you don't need to follow all of these people who are going to put you down. And sometimes there's power in not seeing that. Um, So I definitely went through and cleansed a lot of the people that I followed um, on Instagram, just because I didn't need to, you know, I don't need to see some of that stuff. But um, I've seen a lot of not professional runners, but quasi-professional um, runners post both the good and the bad marathon photos where you see you see the skin, depending on where you are in your stride, you, stride, you see your skin moving, you see your stomach rolling. Like everybody deals, deals with it to some degree. Um, it's just, you know, what do you do with that? So Right. Like how are you reacting to it? And I always like to think of how like 
how for me, if I, cause obviously I'm on social media 24 hours a day with my job, like, you know, <laughs> if I have like this unflattering quote unquote, um, you know, look about me, whether it's my body or whatever, I always just remind myself like how powerful is it if 14 year old Serena had seen like this kind of body, like on the internet, like normalized. And I always do it for like, I don't know if this makes me sound like an egomaniac, but like I always do it for like my 12 year old self that like, maybe if I had seen more of these images, like I wouldn't have had an eating disorder. Like how powerful is that potential, right, Kaylee? So like you're saying, Emily's daughter who had a different upbringing and different exposure in her lifetime, she's not seeing things the way you and I see things through this filter of like, we need to fix and change and manipulate our body. Exactly. Which is so, I think it's so beautiful to hear that. And I think part of also going back to, you know, you doing it for your younger self, I think there's so much power in you having gone through the journey yourself. Um, I think because not to say that, you know, someone who hadn't gone through it can't provide the same knowledge, but I think you're your approach and your perspective and you know, you know, you can kind of get ahead of a lot of people's, you know, when someone says something or shares an experience, not that it's not unique and special to them, but you have been there in some regards. So I think that there's a lot of power in that too, because, um, you know, it's not like we're working with someone who had never struggled. Um, so there's a lot of power there too. Thank you. That's a lot of this I'm hearing for the first time. So I'm like blushing. I'm like, oh my God, it's so emotional. Um, it's very sweet. So, so you know, I, I think something that is really important that you're pointing out here, because this is something that I will hear when I'm talking to people is like, you kept pointing out, like, I'd worked with dietitians, right? Like, I knew I was supposed to carb load. I, you're like, oh, I was taking chews every five miles. Like, you knew yeah. you were supposed to be fueling. Yes. Yeah. doing it very wrong. Like, yeah. you had a lot of the, like, know-how, but you yes. weren't implementing it. And it seems like Correct. that was the really the biggest, like, change after graduating from Food Freedom. Yes. And so I guess – I know we can't sum this up in like five seconds, but like, (laughs) you know, there was three months of hard work that went in there. But like, what do you think changed? Like, it sounds like part of it was the body image coaching. Like, what do you think helped you connect the dots and help your mindset really get on board with like what you intellectually knew to do? I don't think it happened overnight. Um, To your point, there were, there's a lot of work that went in, in, in between, Um, I think it was a lot of that, um, I don't know if I want to call it psychological work, but working on my mind is as well as, you know, you do implement like, or you do introduce that science, sports science as you're going through that. So I think the two combined, um, you know, working on the mindfulness as you're working on the being reminded of the sports science. Um, and it helped that I was kind of coming out of a marathon cycle, going into another one. Um, and I knew I didn't want to feel like I felt like I, like I had, you know, going into the next. Um, so I think it was, there's a lot of tools, a lot of the processes that you kind of introduced in the, I remember the four questions that you say, you know, like when you, or hungry or when you go to eat something and I forget exactly what they were. 
But I think the two, again, combining the the why and the how together was really powerful. For me, um, I'm trying to – there was something else that really kind of hit home. There were a lot of things that hit home, but there was mm-hmm. something else that hit home. Um, but I also do think the group aspect and the group approach and um, – because I do have other friends who struggle, but they're not necessarily runners. Um, or, I mean, in the running space, not everybody talks about it. A lot of my other friends that I do have these conversations with um, – either we're having babies or, you know, aren't running, they're doing other exercise. So I think having that community aspect to the program definitely all combined into, okay, you know, there is, I'm not alone. If I follow some of this, I know I can feel better both mentally and physically. Um, and then I saw, like, I put it to practice and it worked. And um, again, I, and I, I share this just because I think you see a lot of people who take hours off of their marathon time. I'm not in that position. I have only I've taken, I don't know, I, I started at a pretty, my first marathon was not like, well, it was not five or six or seven hours. It was faster than that. And then, but I did in the fall after I went through the program and, you know, really put this into practice in the summer. Um, I think the element of summer running too, um, knowing the power of like hydrating and getting those electrolytes and just putting all of those little pieces into practice um, was huge for me mm-hmm. too. But, you know, I didn't take a gel every six or seven miles like I normally would have. I was fueling every, I think, three and a half or four miles and I never hit a wall. Excellent. Um, and I also carb loaded. I used a little bit of, and I know Megan Featherstone is a big, big in the running community. Um, and I'd seen her guides before and, you know, I kind of used a little bit of yours, a little bit of hers and kind of put them together. Um, but I will say the program gave me permission to use the, use her guides, you know, because right. it, it's overwhelming the amount of carbs that you should be eating going into a marathon. Um, but, and I will say, I do, you know, I do go back to a lot of the resources often um, because I don't think you're ever out of, you know, I I think it would be naive to say that you never have those thoughts, but it is going back to those lessons and um, journaling and all of that, that, and you have the community of after the program too, that I think is super beneficial um, for people who've gone through the program and, um, to kind of check back in and and know that you're not like you're never gonna be you're gonna be free of a lot of it but um it's okay if you're not completely yeah you know food freedom is a choice right and it's one that unfortunately is kind of i don't want to say it's hard to stay on the like the bandwagon but you know it is something you have to be intentional about because yeah you know, if you, like you said, if you're not very particular about who you're following on Instagram and, you know, if you don't set boundaries with your friendship circles, like you're going to get dragged into talks about low carb diets and fasting and keto and, you know, whatever, like Ozempic and Govi. Like there's so much diet there's so out much. there. Mm-hmm. And so you do have to be very like intentional about protecting your headspace. And I'm kind of hearing is, 
you know, some of the takeaways here from from graduating from Food Freedom Fit Fam, now called Food Freedom Runner Academy, is that practicing. No, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> I'm going to continue to botch it. <laughs> it's all good. Um, you're practicing body neutrality. You're not, you know, yeah. you know, deceiving yourself that if I try this one last diet, I'm going to be madly in love with my body 365 days a year. Like yeah. we know that that's a silly lie that isn't true. Um, and it sounds like you're focusing on how you feel during your runs. Like I know yeah. you PR by hours, but you did PR your marathon. Like that is something to be super proud of, Kaylee. Yeah. And I will say that I, and I kind of shared this with Serena before is that, (laughs) and as a, as a runner and as a coach and as someone who strives to do better, I didn't, my previous builds were a lot. I was not running as many miles by any means, like not even close. I'm, I peaked at 40 miles, I think, or 45 miles. Which, which can be, you can do it, but I had done a lot more in the past. And so I was a little bit nervous going in, but fueling really is what, like if anyone were to say, what did you do differently to not hit the wall? And, you know, I was walking around DC afterwards. I was, you know, going to brunch and my friends were hungrier than I was. And it was just, you know, I could, I was... I've recovered well, you know, and it's, there's, you feel so much better. So why would you ever go back to not fueling? Um, Absolutely. The recovery time is just, it's, it's, it's insane. And on a daily basis too, I think the more that you fuel, you know, I wasn't really fueling before my runs. Um, I've always just, I've always been under the impression that you had to like, A, earn your food, which again, you know, rest days are as as important to eat as, you know, hard days. Um, and B, that, you know, eating before your run was going to give you a stomach ache. And it's actually the exact opposite. So it's little nuggets like that, too, that I think were really huge um, and kind of taking, taking away from the program. And um, again, weaving the two together, you know, the daily, every day, and the big picture, and I think that's something else that I think your program does really well is you can work on yourself daily, but it's, you know, big picture. You know, what are you, what is your goal? What are your goals? And how do you want to get there? Whether it's I want to, you know, feel better or I want to X, Y, Z. And I think you really need to put – if you if you're willing to put the work in, you're going you're gonna to see results. So. Yeah. I always tell everyone, and I'm sure I said this to you, Kaylee, but like – as long as you communicate with me, like, yes. you know, I, I have a history of eating disorder. I was a dietitian with all this nutrition knowledge. So like, I re- I think this is what, when you and I first met on Instagram, we were like, wow, like I started running in high school too. Wow. Like we like, yeah. had yeah. so similar in that I literally like had two Ivy League degrees in nutrition. I had all this knowledge. And then I was fasting, you know, taking MCT oil, low carb. <laughs> like, like now I'm just like, what was I like? I don't even know. Like, I can't even pretend I understand where I was coming from. But that was my reality. And, and that was why I created this program is that 
Food Freedom Runner Academy is not just do this, do this, do this. Like I have mm-hmm. programs that are just very straight sports nutrition, but this was really for the athlete who's like, I know I'm supposed to carb load. I know I'm supposed to fuel. I know I'm supposed to eat a pre-workout snack, but like my mentally I'm holding myself back. And yes. those are the hurdles that, yeah, sure. You're learning sports nutrition, but honestly, because there's so much mindset work happening, it's almost like that's what you're really like getting in that moment and then going back and diving into sports nutrition afterwards once your mindset is more adjusted is almost like the perfect way to approach the, the training. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yes, absolutely. So Kaylee, I have I have two more questions for you. I know I'm kind of talking your ear off here. So one, <laughs> one is that you're a run coach now, which is something that yes. is new. And um, yes. I want to know like how has – you know, the food freedom, the sports nutrition implementation, like how has that affected you as a run coach? Like, are you feeling more confident in your coaching? Does this affect your coaching at all? Yeah. So I, I have on on and off sporadically as friends or family or whoever has been training for races in years past, providing some loose guidance. My husband is a run coach as well. And, um, it wasn't until actually I was on the other side of the, the program that I decided, you know, you know, I, I've done a bunch of marathons. I've done a bunch of other races. I have the experience. I have the knowledge base um, that I wanted to pursue coaching uh, more, not professional, I guess, professionally or seriously or whatever, however you want to, however you want to call it. Um, but I definitely think that if I had done, if I had started a year or two ago, a lot of the, and again, because I'm not a dietitian, I can't tell people what to eat and what not to eat. And that's something that I'm very careful of. And I know there are other coaches out there who aren't. Um, so that's just a little, I would say, if you're working with a running coach and they're providing nutrition and they aren't, aren't a dietitian, be careful. That said, I think that a lot of the resources that I can provide or, you know, I can point people to. Um, I can tell in the way that someone's talking, you know, if they're struggling with their eating and their fueling, if it's a, I don't know how to, or if it's a, I need help. Um, and I have had to actually point a client over a athlete. I like to call them my athletes, an athlete over to, I was like, I can't, I cannot give you advice on this. Um, you, you can recognize it, having been there and then having also done the work. Um, I, I will say that, you know, it is something that I do ask my athletes is like, do you have a fueling plan? Um, you know, you, you, here's where I was before I bonked. I was, you know, long runs on Sunday. I was still sore on Tuesdays. Um, so I think it's allowed me to kind of more, you know, use my wide range of experience, um, not just in running and in, you know, I can kind of recognize when if someone's not feeling good, it could be a fueling or, you know, a nutrition and, and point them in the right direction. So I would say that has definitely been, I'm glad that I started when I did, because it's definitely been something that I've been able to recognize A and B, um, help guide a little bit as well. Yeah. And like, again, just, I think the power of being a role model, is, you know, you're not even trying to do this for your clients, but just the fact that you're embodying 
you know, eating all the bagels and talking about it on Instagram. And, you know, like (laughs) that is, that like, if I was your, your client or or your athlete, I would be like, well, coach is doing it. I trust coach, you know, like you really have that relationship with your coach where you're leaning on each other. You're telling them your struggle, like you're really trusting them. And so the fact that you're embodying that Kaylee is like, ah, like so special, so important that you're doing that for your athletes. It has been really cool to see when they do, you know, again, I can't tell them what to eat, what not to eat, but I will just, I'll just, I, I usually just share my experience and say, I was having stomach issues when I wasn't eating before runs. And then you see their Instagram story of them eating the graham crackers before their runs. And you're like, wow, how cool is that? You know? Um, and it like, I don't know. I always smile when I see stuff like that. So it is super special and it, it really makes it worth it because that's kind of why I went into coaching was I've made so many mistakes in my training. Um, so many, so many. And a lot had to do with, you know, just being stupid and you know what you're supposed to do, but you're just not putting it into practice. So I think coaching has pushed me to continue to put what I know into practice. And again, like you said, you, you're setting an example and people, people watch, you know, people are watching. Um, it's, it's funny what people, you know, pick up on. And, and so it yeah. keeps you in check for yeah. sure. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think it, it gives me like butterflies. Like I'm just very proud of you and having known <laughs> you, you where you were when you started and, oh my gosh. you know, just seeing <sighs> you now on Instagram and you're just like, you know, posting all your, your bagels and your, your <laughs> and your marathons and all the things. And, and it's just really cool that, you know, over a year later, you're still, you're still sticking with it. Like that's, that's life-changing. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So every class, every person who comes on the pod, you know what I'm about to ask. I ask <laughs> you, why do you love your bod, Kaylee? So brag a little, tell us why you love your Oh my bod. gosh. Um, well, I'm t- like I'm five foot, and I. It's so funny when people who either don't know me or like have like meet me in the first time when we run together or whatever, and they're like, "Your stride is so fast! Like you, your little legs go so fast." And um, roundabout way of me saying that, you know, my little body can do so much. Um, and it's, I think that's something that you have to remind yourself of is like, you know, run a freaking, like run freaking marathons or even half marathons or, you know, 5Ks, whatever you do, like, I don't know. I think acknowledging that accomplishment um, of, you know, what your body can do if you fuel it correctly. That is the that is the caveat there. So yes, I would say, you know, I'm small but mighty and um, I continue to be so. <laughs> and only because, of, only because of, you know, a lot of the knowledge base and your program, I think, again, was instrumental in keeping me running marathons. <laughs> oh, thank you, Kaylee. I, I really yeah. like that because I'm also, I'm, I'm little, I'm 5'2", but, you know, I love this like reframe of, um, 
you know, like I feel like when I was growing up, it was like, oh, you're little, like you're you're dainty, you're like so you're cute. yeah, you're cute. And it's like, no, I'm like an athlete, like I'm a badass, <laughs> like I am yeah. mighty, like I like that. I love that so much. I'm so happy you said that. That's really cool. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> of, course. Um, of course. Okay, Kaylee, what is your running Instagram, your coaching Instagram, in case somebody wants to pick your brain, maybe learn a little bit more about working with you, or maybe just follow yes, the bagel content. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> my bagel content. <laughs> and lately I've been, because it's summer, my my latest thing has been, I really like sparkling waters. And my, my, my thing has been sparkling water and electrolytes, finding the best combination. So that's been my, my latest little thing. Um, so I'm on Instagram at runs with K, K-A-Y. Um, and then you can email me at runswithk at gmail.com. So. Fabulous, fabulous. Thank you so much for your time, Kaylee. Yes, Have a wonderful thank you, Serena. Day. You as well. Thank you so much for letting me be on here. <laughs> Yay. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dear RunnerBot. If you enjoyed what you heard, remember to subscribe and make sure you share today's episode. Also, if you're looking to download a free three-step guide to love your runner's bod, then head to serenamarierd.com. Can't wait to chat with you next week.